Dove White. We this is are, Angel. We are back for 2023. So excited to be here. Um, there's a lot been happening in the world. And in Australia, teachers are about to be heading back to work. Uh, how's that going for you? Oh, it's, it's every year I face this conundrum. I really want to prepare. I want to be on top of everything. But it doesn't matter how much time, how much effort you put in, you never feel prepared. So I've uh, managed the level of preparation that I've been putting in this year. Absolutely. What about you? Oh, my gosh. Uh, well, we, we opened, obviously, with 27 last year. We're starting with 182. This year, a uh, whole new premise, uh, you know, double the, the floor space, renovations, finishing. We've all been back. It's been, um, but yeah, we're, we are ready and we can't wait to see the kids and it's super exciting. So, Fantastic. Um, Whitey, remember, remind everyone what you teach um, and why, you want, why you're a teacher. I teach English and geography. Um, I'm a teacher because I'm a natural helper, I think. Um, I think it's really important that us teachers do stick together and we have some sort of touch point where we can talk about how great teaching is as not just a profession but a vocation. I think too often in the media we get pigeonholed as being underpaid and overworked and while that might be true on some levels, it's also great fun. The interactions we have with students, with colleagues, uh, we're in a fantastic uh place to be able to change the world and that's why we've named our podcast teachers change lives uh so that's why we're doing it we're trying to talk to the teachers of the world uh and get them feeling energized and pumped up about um shaping young minds i couldn't agree more so i am a biology and hp trained teacher very proud principal of mastery schools australia in queensland and as we've talked about, there is 80 million teachers worldwide, 300,000 teachers in Australia alone. And uh, as we've we said last week, um, we hit our 10,000 um, listeners uh, threshold. We got a, an email from Podbean, woo, 10,000. So it is um, very exciting to know it's not just my mum listening in. And there is, we are actually reaching a whole lot of teachers around Australia and obviously our um, our one listener in Spain. Spain. So we're obviously uh, hola. learning. Hola, hola, see. All right. Um, so we want to also, uh, exciting things happening in the holidays, uh, we want to acknowledge our first sponsor, which is Video Pro, who very excitingly came on board wanting to help teachers and our uh, podcast equipment is in the mail, so very soon we'll be sounding and looking much better than what we are right now. So stay tuned for that. I don't know what they can do with you looking any better, though, Will, because it's, it's spectacular. Hey, it's a podcast. It's not a podcast. It doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right. Well, somebody who is actually making us look great today is going to be our uh, our the person we're going to be interviewing. And so we're going to kick right into our inspiring story and I look forward to introducing you to our special guest very soon. So you like that one, Whitey? That's new. That's new. Beautiful. I'm inspired. Awesome. Well, let me introduce everybody to our special guest who is Rosemary Conn. She is uh, the CEO at Schools Plus, and she ha- comes from some real quality alumni. 
So the primary school that she went to from when she was three was Glenesque, called Glenesque in the United Kingdom. The secondary school that she went to was Guildford, Guildford High School in the UK. And uh, this very highly educated uh, individual has been to multiple universities. So she has been to Edinburgh and also Paris Dauphine Universities, where she has completed a double master's in international business and French. Uh, so tell us a bit more about Rosemary Conn, Whitey. Rosemary is passionate about equity in education and as the inaugural CEO of Schools Plus has experience in the business and education non-for-profit worlds. She has worked closely with schools, businesses and the community to bring about positive change in previous roles with Beacon Foundation, Good to Give and Deloitte. Schools Plus has partnered with over 25% of schools and communities facing disadvantage in Australia and created major partnerships with foundations and corporations to support innovative programs that generate long-term change in schools. Rosemary was finest, finalist of the 2022 CEO Magazine Award and named as one of Australia's Financial Review's 100 Women of Influence in 2019. What a CV. Mm -hmm. Wow. Welcome to Rosemary Khan. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Great to have you. Thank you. Oh, Rosemary, every time I see you, um, you reconnect me with some of the most positive moments of my life. So I uh, can't wait today. Uh, your job is working with teachers and we'll get into a whole lot of that, but uh, I know the influence that you have on so many schools and so many teachers across Australia and the influence on students' lives that you and your amazing organisation has had. So we need to, we're going we're gonna to dig a bit deeper into what makes you tick and what, um, how, how Schools Plus came to be and the great work that it's doing and how everyone in Australia can, can get involved and, and help out. Sounds good? Excellent. Excellent. Sounds great. All right. So we're going to start off with, though, we want to find out from you. Um, we always start with who's, who's a teacher who's positively impacted your life? Uh, well, I'm pretty lucky in my role in that I spend a lot of time with teachers. So we work across a whole load of schools in Australia and um, Schools Plus runs the National Teaching Awards that come our bank sponsors. And so through that, uh, we've had over 70 teachers recognised uh, in the profession and I've had a chance to go out and visit some of them in their schools and met all of them in person and I can't pinpoint one Sharon uh, one person particularly that has had an impact it's the group that's had such an impact for me in that um, as you said well at the very beginning of this that uh, there's a lot of stuff in the media about teachers uh, facing burnout and struggling but the teachers that I'm really lucky to work with um, through the teaching awards are just full of energy and enthusiasm and some of them are working in really tough communities so we've got teaching award winners who one of them Charlie's working uh, was working in the most remote school in the country and then a couple of teachers who are working in the biggest school in the country as well and their experiences are really diverse but I think what unites them and what I love about spending time with them 
is they are so passionate about what they do. And I don't think they've, they haven't let the system drag them down. They have just, um, they continue day after day to turn up for their kids and for their colleagues and encourage each other as well um, and, and celebrate the profession really, which I think is awesome. Absolutely, it is. Um, how was it that you found out about this this inequity in, in Australian education? What was it that gave you the perspective that there's a problem here and there's something that would, um, you would like to address? I think so. I used to, my, my um, first career was uh, in a business world. Wow. I worked as a management consultant. And through that, um, I had the chance to do some mentoring in the UK in an area of London called Tower Hamlets and um, worked with a couple of teenage girls who um, didn't hadn't really thought about what they wanted to do post-school and um, their experience in terms of being exposed to positive role models having education opportunities was so different to what I'd experienced at school and it was um, it was a real eye-opener and so a few years later, when I came to Australia and um, really started to think about what I wanted to do um, that gave me a stronger sense of purpose in what I was doing, um, education was one of the first things that sprung to mind. And the more I looked into it, the more it became very apparent that we do not have an equitable education system in Australia and that's despite the best efforts of all of the individuals within that system Um, and I wanted to do something about it. So tell us more about Schools Plus so tell us more about the specific work of Schools Plus then so you wanted to you wanted to do something about it then you heard about Schools Plus so Schools Plus already existed or they're about to they're about to build Schools Plus because you're the first CEO of Schools Plus is that right? That's right. So the idea of Schools Plus came out of the first Gonski review. Mm-hmm. And um, it was there was a recommendation in the review that um, schools in um, less advantaged areas didn't have the same opportunities as schools in more affluent suburbs. And so the idea came through the Gonski review. And then I was brought on board to essentially bring that idea to life. And what we do as an organisation is that we support um, students facing disadvantage through partnering with their schools. And we partner to provide funding and leadership, capacity building and other resources that allow the schools to bring to life initiatives that best support their students. So it might be that a school is looking to um, improve the well-being of their kids or that they're behind in literacy and numeracy and are looking at ways to to catch up or that they're wanting to engage families more in the school and they've got an initiative they want to get off the ground they've got the idea and they come to us full of ideas so we've had about 500 schools in the last few months of come to us with ideas and we're trying to now find support to uh to ensure that as many of those ideas can come to life as possible and we do that through sorry yeah no yes i think you're about to go there yeah so where where, how do you do that um it's really through some awesome partnerships we have so we have 
businesses supporting us like the Googles and Atlassians and Salesforces of this world. We have individual donors um, and we have trusts and foundations also that rally around and allow us to support um, uh, hundred schools a year at the moment um, to bring their projects to life. And if that's not something, like in a world full of, um, you know, there's bad news in the media all the time and to know that there's so many people that you are connecting with and who are who want to contribute, particularly contributing to the most needy kids in our country to, to bring those ideas to life is um, something that should help everybody sleep at night, actually. But there's, there's amazing people out there, there's amazing organisations and um, they're being brought together to make the most to help the most needy students. That's right. Absolutely. I think that's what we're here for. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what um, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning is to think about you know that kind of that hopefully the work that we do enables the teachers to do the work that they do really um, as effectively as they can. So um, we can't take any credit for it, but. Um, it's great. <laughs> you can take a little. You can take. You can take a bit of credit, and, and it is. It's it's the spark that keeps um can keep the fire alive for so many so many teachers. So they they're not um it's not put out by the system or bureaucracy um, by by rules and regulations and mm. um and it is the 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 little the little things that can make all the difference for for our kids. Yeah. So what were you going to say, Whitey? Yeah. Oh, just. Um, I'm, I'm interested, like a couple of things you've said, Rosemary, give me the feeling that it's very much uh, sort of bottom up, that the schools come to you with what they want to achieve rather than you saying, well, we've got this for you and pushing it onto the schools. Um, how, does that, how does that work? Like, how, how do you liaise with the schools to work out a common goal and say, well, okay, this is what you want to achieve. How do you work with schools to create that clear goal? I was really keen from the very outset of Schools Plus that it was one of the philosophies was that it was school-led because my belief is that the principals, the teachers within a school community, um, they're the ones that understand what the students in their community need. Um, And the other principle that we work with is that it's um, evidence-led or evidence-informed. And so that's the bit that I think is the the secret sauce of bringing those two things together where the school's identifying a need and what they'd like to do. We help co-design the projects with the schools. So uh, once their project's been allocated support, there's a coach that gets allocated as well to the schools. And that, that coach really acts as a sounding board for the leadership team in the school to help test their ideas, think through how they can best achieve what they want to do and what research and evidence they're using to back what they're planning to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's really the, the sort of recipe that, that we've seen has led to success. And, and that's where we don't dictate to the schools what they can do. We just help them to focus on thinking about what's what's the end goal? What are they trying to achieve for the kids that are in their school? And then how does everything that they do, each action they take, lead to towards that end goal? And that's mm. the role that we help to play uh, alongside the leadership teams in the schools. 
Yeah, wonderful. I really like that idea um, that it's led by the school. And as you say, I completely agree that the schools know the students best. Uh, so to empower them to have some you know, uh, power over the direction they want to go in to best support their students, I think is really, really important. Congratulations on that. That's great. And the other thing is that we work with quite a lot of schools working in Indigenous communities and mm. one of the other yeah. really key aspects has been to engage the um, the First Nations community in to the projects in those communities and in some in some instances it's the community leading the project and the school is just one piece of the puzzle and we're mm. a piece of the puzzle as well and that's fairly unique I think in in some of those communities we work with particularly mm. in those um uh, remote and very remote schools community is is the only thing that should be informing informing that for sure so tell us more about, so you started, um, so obviously Schools Plus work is with disadvantaged schools and bringing those ideas to life and working with them. Uh, and you started off saying, talking about the, the teaching awards though and the fact that your that Schools Plus works with uh, all of these teachers in the teaching awards. So can you tell us a bit more about the teaching awards, how they came to be uh, and and the impact that that has had? So I think it's pretty clear that that the success of any child in school is really about the teachers and the um, and as you were saying, well, often those teachers are not well recognised. And as a profession, when we were thinking about the importance of teachers in our work, we really sort of realised that we wanted to do something to recognise the profession but also shine a spotlight on some of the great work that's already happening because um, there's just, everyone's trying to reinvent the wheel and how could we play a role essentially in shining a spotlight on some of the amazing teaching professionals in our country. And that is from any school across the country, all 9,700, I think now, schools um, are eligible, any teachers eligible to apply. And um, it's our way of recognising the profession, shining that spotlight on what great teaching practice looks like, but then also providing this fairly unique opportunity for the people that are recipients. So uh, all 12 um, teaching fellows get the opportunity to take part in a study tour, masterclasses, coaching, and form this really strong a collegial network of like-minded teachers across the country and there's definitely power in the collective they're all uh, very enthusiastic and in a world where I feel like there is still um, a syndrome of tall poppies um, and the issues around people not wanting others to succeed that actually it's really important to have that network of like-minded individuals and across states as well so it's really enabled a lot of sharing to happen across borders that I don't think would have happened any uh, any other way. Absolutely it's been an mm. amazing work and and this podcast has actually come about because of that collective thinking and so back in 2017 I was um very fortunate to be a recipient of the 2017, one of the 2017 um, teaching award winners. And I still believe it was a clerical er error, but I'm going with it anyway. <laughs> I can um, assure you it wasn't, Sharon. Sure. <laughs> the clerical error was that I wasn't a recipient. That's what the clerical oh. error was. <laughs> 
Um, and so we, in the last year, so we, there was a five-year reunion last year, which was amazing. And um, and so Skills Plus brought the 72 uh, previous uh, winners together to fellows together to talk about our next steps. And one of the big things that the that came out of that meeting of the minds was that we we need to keep doing whatever we can to shine a light on this amazing profession and, and the great work teachers are doing and keep the positive conversation going about the impact great teachers have and and uh, how great a, a, a um, career choice teaching is, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Uh, so hence I uh, woke up one morning and um, so we, we need a podcast because I wake up every morning, listen, listen to my podcast. And then I knew that I needed somebody charismatic to uh, sit on screen with me. So uh, he Whitey wasn't available. He didn't answer my call. That's not true. Whitey uh, um, took a phone call at 6am in the morning because I had this idea. And, um, and I had this idea, but was absolutely sparked by the amazing um, 72 teaching fellows who who just every time you get us together, um, Rosemary, it's it's uh, you just everybody feeds off the energy of everyone else, and I know then that supercharges everybody to go back and take action to to spread the good word of what their fellow teachers are doing. So thank you to Schools Plus and what um, everybody, the team there is amazing, and and as far as making teachers feel like rock stars, the Schools Plus, there's no other team beyond the Skills Plus team that know how to make our teacher feel like an absolute rock star. They, they, <laughs> they greet you and then all of a sudden these people you've never seen before are hugging you going, Sharon, I, I just can't, I'm so excited to see you. Oh, the work you've done is amazing. Oh, who are you? What? You, you know what I've done? Just the team you've built there, Rosemary, is um, they're just absolutely delightful and their hearts and souls are in the work of changing lives for kids. I think I think everyone in the organisation and that's connected with us just share this passion for yeah. for mm. yeah for it's a beautiful thing that yeah kids can thrive at schools so, and then it didn't yeah. just stop with the teaching fellows even with COVID and the madness of the last couple of years uh, schools plus and and all of the everyone that you're working with have scaled it up as well to to introduce introduce another category to recognise. That's right. So it became really clear that um, it wasn't just about trying to encourage people to stay in the profession, but how, what could we do to try and um, think about people that were in the early stages of their careers? And so uh, last year we introduced the Early Career Teaching um, Awards as well. And so we have 10 early career teachers across the country who were the first recipients of that. And it just amazes me that they've brought um, some of the latest thinking around technology, use of gamification and AI, and made it something that's super positive. And there's a lot of talk at the moment about the potential negative impact of, of AI in um, students being able to cheat and having their essays written for them. But actually, this is a group of people that I feel have really embraced what technology can do and how it can just take their teaching to the next level. Um, so I was seriously impressed with that. And um, I just remember uh, one early career teacher, Stella, standing up and talking about how she created this 
um, virtual medical school for her year nine students online during COVID. And they were running virtual clinics and using all their amazing problem solving skills uh, and what they learned. And I just thought, wow, this is this is brilliant. Like if I was a kid in your school, Stella, I would be turning up every day. Yes. So yeah. So true. So true. All right. So what um, we wanted to ask, so 2019 top 100, what was it? 100 women of influence in the Australian financial review. You are, you, you and your team are literally changing lives. And I know, I know personally how busy you are. So what does one do when you're in the top 100 um, women of influence? What, do, what does one do in their spare time? <laughs> well, I was going to say what spare time. Yeah, but, um... yeah. <laughs> yeah, so two minutes before oh. you go to work and come home. That's right. Uh, I know. A few years ago, I uh, did my yoga teacher training. Uh, and so oh, wow. I've never actually taught a lesson um, and been paid for it. But I do love my yoga and that keeps me mm. pretty uh, sane and grounded. I really need that in my life. And mm. um, I'm also godmother to six godchildren now. Oh so um, most of them live quite close by. So, um, yeah, so <laughs> I enjoy my role as fairy godmother every once in a while. And then you need your yoga mm-hmm. afterwards. And then I need my yoga yourself. afterwards. But they go yeah. hand in hand. I like it. <laughs> It's great. I, I, I really like when we interview people who have um, something that is connected to mindfulness outside of, of what they do because I think teachers, we, we get so much information so quickly. We have to process it so quickly. It's really hard to shut the mind off sometimes. Um, and I, I'm, I'm probably preempting a bit, but I'm assuming that you get some mindfulness benefit from your yoga. Um, for me, it's running. I really enjoy running, but, but I really like talking to people who are in high-powered positions who are very, very... Um, you know, on top of their game, dealing with all sorts of things, but have developed that ability. And usually it's true that they can find some time to shut off and focus on something in incredible detail in order to achieve flow and mindfulness. Is that is that something you experience with your yoga? I, I would like to say that happens all the time, but it happens some of the time. And that's, that's enough. That's, yeah. it, but, but I like the idea it's that there's a, that. It's a lifelong. I think it's sure. a lifelong um, journey. Um, but that that's the goal is to yeah. to not let the sort of stress become at a point where I think it can for all of us start to deplete our energy so much, and we're just. That, that we end up feeling like we're going to burn out and paralyzed um, yeah that's right and it is i've certainly seen that in in the conversations we've had with teachers and and with other people in similar mm. roles in other organizations and i i really hope that we can do something to try and address that because it's it's just super important isn't it absolutely Very that's the, the probably the biggest um, one of the biggest challenges facing educators right now and and bouncing back from COVID and mm. just yeah it's it is the biggest challenge and one of the reasons why we're wanting to to do this so that we can remind people that of the great work that they're doing and the reason why and encourage people to what what are, what have you got in place to look after yourself as well because teacher well-being has to absolutely sit at the center uh, of being able to take care of kids 
because it, it's not good Absolutely. to be there just for a couple of years. We want you there for the long haul and and having an impact over a long thirty year career rather than shining bright, brightly for five and then and then having to step away. We 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 mm. need to look after our not just our young teachers, all of our teachers, mm-hmm. so that they can play the long game because our kids need us to be playing the long game, don't they? Mm. Absolutely. Yep. And so with that, um, Rosemary, so you've talked a bit about how what Schools Plus is doing for schools. So if there was any listeners or listeners with connections to people who could help Schools Plus, what, what would be the way that they would go about that or how could they go about helping Schools Plus to be able to help those, those schools uh, that need the help the most? Well, we would love anyone that wants to support a school to get in touch. And it's not just the big corporates that can make a difference. Um, We have people that donate to us that might be donating $10 a month. It all adds up in terms of being able to support more schools and have an impact on kids' lives. And I would encourage anyone to check out our website, which is uh, schoolsplus.org.au and read a bit more about what we do and the impact that we're having. Absolutely. Really important. I was was just on your website uh, before, School Plus website, and I love the way that you're telling stories. You're you're putting up your initiatives and what you're actually doing and a story about a school and the interaction you've had with them. And one of the things that really stuck out with me was the focus on STEM. And it really dawned on me, like, how expensive it is to set up these students with the learning because this technology is not going to slow down. It's only going to increase. And in order to teach students about how to use this technology, you need to have access to that technology. And that can be really expensive, really expensive. And also, you know, you need to have the expertise in it. So I think that's, it's a really, really worthwhile pursuit, particularly that with STEM. Yeah, definitely. We hear a lot of schools looking for support around STEM and I think what is expected and seen in some of those more affluent schools it just that the schools that we work with don't have access to that equipment and Mm. the professional learning to support teachers to teach using that equipment effectively Um, and so that that's definitely a big part of our role. All right. So we, I could talk to you all day, Rosemary, and, um, and I've had the privilege of getting to talk to you all day sometimes. Um, (laughs) but I also, are cognitive of the fact that you have a very important job to do. So we are going to let you go, but not quite yet, if that's okay, because we want to have a go at something that we want to introduce. So we want to play, a game, you against Mr. White, called the Alphabet Game. Are you willing to have a go of this game against Mr. White, Rosemary? I am. I am. Do I need a buzzer for this? Okay. <laughs> let me let me explain the rules. So obviously the aim of the game is to obliterate Mr. White. That is obviously the aim of the game. Bomb so, chance. Mm, <laughs> so what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you a question and then I'm going to give you a letter in the alphabet. So And then you're just going to call out your first best answer. So, for example, I would say name something found on a teacher's desk starting with C. And Cucumber. you would say... Calendar. Ca- I, and oh. Yes, excellent. And so, obviously, oh. Rosemary's answer would be much better and I would never accept cucumber unless you could show me, Whitey, the picture of a cucumber on your desk 
within 24 hours of you saying cucumber. Uh, the, the kid didn't like apples. He bought a cucumber. It's a cucumber for everyone. All right. So do we understand what the – um, you understand how we do it? So you're just going to call out yes. your answer. All right, where is it? Where, what have we got? All right, here we go. How much, how much time, Chaz, have you put into writing these questions? <laughs> but, um, this, is a fo- this is the highlight for you, isn't this? Absolutely, a whole day. I did no, no preparation with my teachers, but I've come up with some ripper questions. All right, are we ready? Yes. Do it. All right, name something found in a high school student's locker beginning with S. Slime. I'm taking it. I'm taking it. (laughs) Ting! And you know what? If it's not actually slime, there's definitely something slimy in a high school student's locker. So absolutely. All right. Very quick there, Rose. I like it. I like it. I like it. She's in schools regularly. Lots of schools. All right. Are we ready? The bar is high. One point to Rosemary. Uh, And how many have you got, Whitey? Carry on. Okay. All right. Name a... Vegetable starting with E. Eggplant. Oh. All right. Aubergine starts with A. Doesn't it? <laughs> I'm giving that one to you, Whitey. Begrudgingly, I can tell. <laughs> Here we go. Tiebreaker. All right. What is something that you might find in a Dubai desert starting with C? Tamil. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I was going to say Coca-Cola for double points, but probably not. You're right, you're, no, but you didn't. So well done already. We got one nil, one nil. Well done. Let's give you a round of applause. There, where's my cursor? Well done. All right, hey, studio audience likes it. They are. They were slow to come on board, though. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. Well, so thank you so much, Rosemary. Um, so what, what about the Commonwealth Bank Teaching Awards? You mentioned them before. Let's finish with how anybody might be able to apply for that or where they go and when that closes off. So it, it will open in March um, for applications and any teacher across the country is eligible. So please get on and either nominate someone you work with or you can nominate yourself. And the website is teachingawards.com.au. Love it. Teachingawards.com.au. And we will keep on talking about that uh, leading up to March as well so we can get uh, lots and lots of people applying for that and what an amazing opportunity it gives you as an educator to connect with some amazingly smart people. So for people to get on board with Teachers Change Lives, you can obviously find us on any podcast platform. So Podbean has a link to every single podcast platform that you can imagine. So we are on Spotify, we're on Google, we're on Apple and everything else. Uh, We would love you to subscribe and also mark as a favourite so that you don't miss an episode. Uh, Please share with your friends. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us a review. Has there been any uh, recent reviews, Whitey? There have been. Tell us one. Um, This is one from Jenna M. Great to see positive stories about the impact teachers make on students' lives. That's what we're about. We're about celebrating that. Bring it on. More of those sorts of things would be fantastic. Love it. Uh, If you, obviously the whole point of this is to tell your stories, to shout out a colleague, 
We have, if you have a, a wisecrack that you think could rival Mr. White's weekly wisecracks, please send that them through. <laughs> if you have a, a teaching tale, that wild, wacky, wonderful, weird story that can only happen in a school that makes uh, one of the reasons why teachers and teaching is a super cool profession, you're a great person to invite to a barbecue because we can tell ripper stories like the ones that we tell in Teaching Tales. So if you've got one of those, you can find us on Facebook on Teaching Tales, uh, not Teaching Tales, Teachers Change Lives podcast. Um, We'll find us on Facebook or on Instagram. You can DM us to send us your story or you can send your story to Teachers Change Lives podcast at gmail.com. What is it, Whitey? Uh, teachers change lives podcast at gmail.com. Right. I really, I think I you, wrote that, you wrote that down somewhere. I, you saw me look at my notes. I did. You? I saw you. <laughs> uh, we're also, also by all means, uh, just a reminder to um, Rosemary, tell us what the schools plus web address is. So people can have a look at that. Uh, so it's schoolsplus.org.au. Love it. All right, um, so thank you again so much, Rosemary, for sharing some of your story and sharing about the great work of Schools Plus. And that is all we have time for. Wadi, I'm sure you wanted to say thank you to Video Pro. And you also want to say thanks, uh, have a great week at work, Wadi, and say hi to the kids for me. Yes, yes, ditto, ditto to you, Shaz. Have a great week. Thank you very much, Rosemary, for joining us. Uh, It was wonderful speaking with you. Awesome. Yeah, it's a pleasure. See you all there. We'll hear you won't you'll hear us next week. Alright, see you guys. See ya. Powered by Riverside.